Wow. Amazing story of God's grace. And uh, there are many, many more stories like that to come because God loves people. He loves to make connection with them. He loves to reconcile. And the whole Bible is about God reconnecting with his children. And the fact is most people don't realise that they are designed to be as kids and they're disconnected and it's like dysfunction. And yet God invites people to come to know him. So um, I really believe and we believe that uh, more is yet to come. God is in the business of drawing people to him. There's still space for more. So uh, what I want to do this morning is I just want to give you a little bit of a taste of Alpha. And um, <clears throat> that looks like my first slide, which is good. And uh, so is there more to life? Well, kia ora koutou. Mau mai hare mai kite arepa. Welcome to Alpha. This morning's about giving you a taster about what Alpha is, give you an idea of what it's like so that you can invite your friends to come along to Alpha in just over a week's time. And it gives you a chance also to decide if you want to do Alpha for yourself. Alpha's about enjoying good kai. Whenever you have BJ on board, it's always great. And he's our chef for this uh, course, as well as he then brings others in to help as well. And so we have an amazing time. But Alpha's about good food. It's about meeting new friends. It's about laughing a lot and learning a lot. It's just really awesome. Now, life is busy. We ask so many questions. Even this morning in my household, it was, what shall I wear? Does this shirt go with these pants? And then I was like, oh, no, get the other shirt out, get the other pants out. And I'm like, no, I'm just used to going to the wardrobe and throwing stuff on. But no, I had to go through the whole thing. We have questions. What's the weather going to be like? What's happening today? How am I going to fit everything in? We also had a discussion about that. Certain days of the week are like, we cram everything in. How am I going to fit everything in? But then there are bigger questions. Questions like... Why am I here? Where am I heading? Is this it? Is there more to life than this? These are the big questions of life. These are the important ones. And yet what happens is there's really enough time to think through them properly. We all have different perspective on the meaning of life, perhaps, and faith. Now, Alpha gives you and your friends, your colleagues, your neighbours... Others in your whānau, it gives them opportunity and you opportunity to explore life's big questions. To explore what a relationship with God might look like rather than just going to church. So not only does Alpha help those with no faith backgrounds, and we've certainly found those that have had no faith background come through to a place where they would now say, I have a connection with God, I I have a relationship with God. What we've also found is this, that many people who grew up maybe with a church upbringing discover that there's much more to life than just going to church. And they find a depth, a closeness of relationship, an intimacy with Jesus that they didn't have before. 
And they found that. And so in that sense, Alpha is for everyone. Many people have preconceived ideas about the Christian faith. My story is, as I grew up, I wasn't sure I wanted to go to heaven. Now, most people want to avoid the other place. But for me, I wasn't sure about heaven. Why? Because my perception of heaven was sitting on hard pews, listening to endless sermons, singing hymns that went on and on forever. So I wasn't sure I wanted to go to heaven. Maybe your story is similar that, you know, you've got a feeling, well, surely there's got to be more to Christianity than just going through the ropes and being religious. There's got to be more. Or maybe you've never been to church. This is one of your first times here. And you just think, but there's nothing in it at all. You just feel Christianity's nothing, it's got nothing to say to me. It's just a turn-off, it seems boring, it doesn't seem relevant to the 21st century, haven't we moved on from there? And besides, it just seems like a stack of tales, it doesn't seem to have much to it. Maybe you feel that, or maybe you've got a friend or colleague who feels like that. But I've discovered that my perception of heaven was wrong. My perception of Christianity was wrong. I've discovered that far from being boring, irrelevant, and stuff to just put on the shelf, I've found it actually connects me to God and gives me a sense of fulfillment and purpose like I never knew was possible before. I would say it's given me a sense of experiencing the very purpose why I'm alive. So many people are searching for true happiness, for the meaning of life, looking in so many places, and yet many confess that there's a hole or emptiness inside. This is what uh, Jim Carrey once said. I wish that everyone could get rich and famous and have everything they ever dreamed of so that they would know that it's not the answer. In an article titled Life's Great Riddle, I always include this in Alpha because I increasingly relate to it. You'll understand when we go through, but uh, Life's Great Riddle. Bernard Levin says this, To put it bluntly, have I the time to discover why I was born before I die? I've not managed to answer the question yet. And however many years I have before me, they are certainly not as many as there are behind me. There is an obvious danger of leaving it too late. And then he asks, why do I have to know why I was born? Because, of course, I'm unable to believe that it was just an accident. And if it wasn't one, it must have a meaning. There's a commonality about many of the quotes. I'm just currently reading a book of a guy who was a renowned atheist for over 50 years and would strongly argue that there is no God. And he's now come out with a book saying there is, 
with the no crossed out, there is a God. He's come to realize and to conclude with looking at everything that is actually a God. But people are looking for meaning. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He was claiming to be the one who makes sense of life. He was the saying, he was the one who satisfies that longing or that gap or that hunger on the inside. One of um, Freddie Mercury's last songs asked the question, does anybody know what we're living for? During his life, he amassed a fortune, attracted millions of fans, and yet shortly before his death, he admitted that he was desperately lonely. He said this, he said, you can have everything in the world and still be the loneliest man. And that is the most bitter type of loneliness. Success has brought me world idolization and millions of pounds, but it's prevented me from having the one thing we all need, a loving, ongoing relationship. I think it's quite a profound statement. I think he's right. I think actually there is a hunger inside each of us for a loving, ongoing relationship. The trouble is when you just look on the human level, we will be disappointed. We know one day, I mean, even, you know, Jackie and I have just had a few days away together, wonderful time, but you know one day one of us will no longer be there because life catches up, well, death catches up with you. It can't be an ongoing relationship. You also know if you're in any sort of uh, relationship of love that there's ways that we hurt each other and we can offend each other. And if you're wise, like I'm learning to be, you apologise a lot. You humble yourself in a relationship because you realise I'm not perfect. We long for a loving, ongoing relationship, but we find human relationships let us down. There's got to surely be more. Well, the Bible talks about the fact we were created for a relationship with the God who made us. That's an incredible thing. And without that relationship, the Bible would claim that there's always going to be a hunger on the inside, a sense that something is missing. Jesus said, I am the way. He was claiming to be the one who would bring us into a relationship with God. He was saying, only through him does life make sense. Now, that's an incredible claim. Some would say that's arrogant. But what if it's true? It's certainly worth exploring it. And Alpha gives you a chance to explore Jesus' claims. Years ago... um, This was before we had kids. Jackie and I went away on holiday with uh, some good friends of ours um, to Ireland. Beautiful uh, country. Back then, I only wore spectacles uh, for night driving. And uh, during this holiday, I started to realise that um, we're in this beautiful landscape, but I couldn't see it that clearly. It was a little bit blurry. 
And uh, so I thought, well, I'll get my glasses out. I'm not supposed to wear them in the day, but I'll put them on the day. It absolutely shocked me. I suddenly realized, I thought, trees have leaves on them. I was like, you know, mountains have outlines, a crisp outline, not just a sort of blur in the distance. I was staggered. What had happened was I had got a new set of lenses. It's not I couldn't see anything before, but now everything became crystal clear. Jesus claims to be like a lens. Through him we see God clearly. We see the meaning and purpose of life clearly. Now some people say, it doesn't matter what you believe, so long as you're sincere. We've just had some very recent stories in the news which would tell us otherwise. Terrorists, suicide bombers, they're sincere. And their sincere belief causes them to do atrocious things that damage many lives. An extreme example, I know, but it does show us that what you believe comes out in how you act and what you do. It shapes your life. Some people say, it's great for you. You found meaning and purpose. Uh, this Christianity thing is working for you. It's just not for me. The thing is, surely, if something is true, if it's true, then it's true for everyone or important for everyone. This is what C.S. Lewis said. Christianity, if false, is of no importance. If it's true, it's of infinite importance. The only thing it cannot be is moderately important. I think that's a cool statement. I think a lot of what C.S. Lewis says was cool statements. Anyway, but is it true? Is it true? Actually, there's overwhelming evidence for the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus more than any other historic figure. Alpha helps you look at that. Interestingly, many of the pioneers of modern science were believers. Newton, Faraday, uh, Kelvin, Pasteur. And it was their belief in a creator, a designer, that led them to explore the wonders of the created world. Uh, Dr. Francis Collins is one of the most respected scientists of our day. His outstanding work in the understanding of human genes and the makeup of DNA, and you know, he led uh, the Human uh, Genome Project, and he tells how he became to a place of belief. He says that uh, he had no religious background at all. He saw no purpose in faith in God. It was a waste of time. He saw no value in any faith system. But one day he was doing his rounds and he, uh, he visited one of his patients, an elderly, very sick lady. And as he was visiting her, she spoke of her faith. And she said that it was her faith that helped her through life and also helped her through her suffering and through her illness. In fact, more so, although she valued deeply the help 
of the medical staff and the medical world that she was receiving, she said it was her faith that got her through. And Dr. Francis Collins said suddenly in that moment he realised that as a scientist, he had made conclusions and arrived at conclusions about God without even looking at the evidence. And that started him on a personal journey. He looked at the universe, the fine-tuning of the universe, the fact that everything is exactly set precisely so that life can exist on this planet. He looked at other things. Obviously, he looked at DNA and everything like that. But he realized at the end of looking at the universe and discovering all that science was finding, he came to the conclusion it's actually rational to believe that this was designed, that someone is behind this world. And then he studied Jesus, and he discovered, much to his surprise, that Jesus was a real historic figure. He thought he was a made-up figure from history. He discovered there was so much evidence that his existence is very well documented, including his life, his miracles, his death, his resurrection, his teaching, everything. And when he studied the evidence, far from reinforcing his atheism, which he fully expected it would do, he came to the point of faith. Jesus said, I am the truth. More than intellectual truth, he's truth you can experience in your heart, truth you can live. He's the truth, the benchmark. Now, I was in the building industry for quite a few years, and um, I knew when I visited building sites that the benchmark or the datum on site was crucially important. Whether all the houses were set out, the heights of the slab um, in relation to the road, so that when you built the house, the windows were above ground and not below ground, and also things like, you know, the drains. If you don't look at the datum and put your drains in at the right level, as you're sitting watching television one night, you'll become annoyed by the fact your drains run past your window in full sight. If you don't take note of the datum, the level is so important. Everything on the site is related to the datum. Jesus said, I'm the datum. I'm the benchmark. That's a massive claim. That's either sheer arrogance or at least as a minimum is worth investigating. Alpha helps you, helps your friends, your colleagues explore and look at the evidence that support Jesus' claims. I'm sure you'd agree the, the world we live in is a beautiful place. I mean, I love the land we live in. It's such a stunningly beautiful place. I know there are other beautiful places on this planet, but I think we'd all agree that this world is also far from perfect. There's so many bad news stories out there. It's full of pain and guilt, brokenness, fear, ultimately the prospect of death. It's fearful. It's going to happen to us all. It's the greatest statistic. 
I don't know whether you're going to be successful in, in life. I don't know what height you will grow to in life. I don't know what your career will be in life. But we can guarantee we will all have an end to our life. It's a very certain thing. Listen, however nice a person we may be on the outside, deep inside, we all want to be free from gnawing guilt or stuff we're ashamed of, stuff that we wish we could rewrite. The big questions of life, one of them would be, how or can I be forgiven? How can that be? Marganita Lasky, a humanist, once confessed. She was obviously on a search herself. Uh, said this, what I envy most about you Christians is your forgiveness. I've got no one to forgive me. The Bible says that when Jesus was crucified, he paid the penalty for all the things that we've done wrong, all the stuff we're ashamed of, so that we could be forgiven. That's a huge claim. And after three days, he came back to life again. So on Alpha, when we talk about Jesus, a man in history, we're not talking about a Jesus who died and that was it. We're talking about Jesus, a man who is alive, someone who's beaten death. Jesus said, I am the life. And he invites us to share his life. He says that he's the source of life, the source of forgiveness, the source of connection with God. The source of hope. Oh, if only hundreds and thousands would know he is the source of hope. We've got the opportunity to invite people in to taste of hope. You've got an opportunity to discover for yourself whether these claims of Jesus, are all, is, is he all he's cracked up to be? Or is he to be avoided? Alpha helps you discover all of that. Jesus offers us eternal life. When he said, I'm the life, he was offering us eternal life, the quality of life that comes from a relationship with God. A quality of life that is not only for this life, but goes on even after death into eternity. So Alpha helps you to discover the claims of the Christian faith, helps you to discover that far from being boring or irrelevant, Far from being outdated, it's all about experiencing life at its fullness as we were designed to in the first place through a relationship with Jesus Christ. So Alpha is about discovering who Jesus is, investigating the claims of Christianity. It's a place where, as we heard on the video, uh, Sean and Anthony were both saying, it's a place where you can be yourself. You can say what you think. Everyone's standpoint is different. We respect that. Seriously, we respect that. It's so, one, one of the things I love about Alpha is we're, we're all different starting points. And part of it is we're just honouring one another and seeking to value everyone's viewpoint and discover where's your starting point as we present truth and then we discover each one's starting point. You see, your point of view is as important as everyone else's. No question is too complex no question is too uh, simple on Alpha. Alpha's your opportunity to discover and explore Christian faith for yourself or invite your friends to do so and to invite them along with you to discover whether it's true or not. Over nine weeks, Alpha will take you on a hikoi, a journey, an adventure to explore the questions 
of life, faith and meaning. If you live to be 70, you will spend 20 years asleep, 10 years watching TV, or maybe we should say some other device, Um, six years travelling, seven years eating and drinking. That leaves approximately 240,000 hours left to live. So why not spend less than 24 hours of those 240,000 hours asking life's big questions. That's the invitation of Alpha. That's what we're inviting you to. That's what we're inviting your friends to. And I really encourage you to invite your friends. Alpha starts Wednesday, 8th of May, 7 o'clock, runs for nine weeks. Every week we have delicious kai. It's awesome. We have a short presentation similar to what we've had this morning and then an opportunity to discuss the questions that come up the questions you've got, the objections you've got, the sort of longing that you've got. If you'd like to come to Alpha yourself or invite your whanau, your friends, your colleagues, I would encourage you, please take one of these leaflets. This is your way to invite people. If you want to come yourself, please take it. This is your invitation for you to come and explore what Christianity, faith, life is all about. So please take that on there. You've got a, a, a text me or an email me, all right? But also what I did, so please take that and get in touch with me. In fact, last Easter, we had someone come in for the first time uh, to church and her testimony of people who'd given their life to Jesus. And um, they had an invitation to Alpha. Before I even left church and got home for lunch, I had a text from someone going, we're in, we want to come to Alpha. And it's just so awesome where there's hunger, where there's thirst, people can come and discover Jesus. So do that. Um, Also, I would encourage you, because where we are with time, we're only like 10 days away. Please could you come and see me today if you would like to come on Alpha or if you've got a friend you would like to bring. Just want to get a little bit of an idea for catering purposes and stuff like that. And obviously next Sunday will be the last Sunday. So if you start to come and see me today, that will be really awesome. I look forward to seeing you and your friends at Alpha. No mai, hare mai, kite, arepa. Welcome to Alpha. What I would just love to do now is I would love to pray. Let's just close their eyes right now, shall we? I would obviously want to invite any of you who feel that you want to grow in your faith or you've come from ground zero and you'd like to explore faith. I would love you to come to Alpha. I think it would be great. You will absolutely love it. I don't think I've ever known anyone come to Alpha and hate it. But what I would invite you, if there's anyone here right now who says... I've been coming along, I've, I've heard enough, I want to today give my life to Jesus. I want to tell you this, Jesus died for you because he loved you. As Sean said on the video, the only thing that can explain the cross and Jesus giving his life is because he loved us and he loves you. I just want to give this opportunity now while we've got our eyes closed and heads bowed.
If you're here today, you don't currently know Jesus, or maybe you've slipped away from following Jesus, and you want to say yes to Jesus this morning, just put your hand up where you are. I just want to give you an opportunity to respond to him. He's only a simple prayer away. Jesus. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. If you want to pray this prayer in your heart, mean it in your heart, you can come and reconnect with the God who made you. If you're not ready to make that prayer statement yet, that's absolutely fine. Just come and see us afterwards. Come to Alpha. You'd absolutely love it. Come to the first night. If you don't love it, you don't have to come back. (laughs) But you will love it. Let's just pray a prayer now. Just pray this in your hearts as I pray it. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I come to you knowing that I've messed up, but knowing and understanding that you love me and you want to connect with me. You want to forgive me. You want to welcome me as your own. Father, we've sung songs about being your son, being your daughter. Never thought that was possible. But I understand now through Jesus, I can have my sins washed away and I can come right into your family. I'm coming to you today. Sorry for what I've done. Sorry for the way I've pushed you out. Today I accept you. I thank you you died on the cross for me. And I receive your forgiveness. And from today on, I want to follow you. I want to follow you. Please lead me now. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And just as we close, I would ask you to grab one of these. Grab one of these invitations that's near you on the chair near you grab one of these invitations and we're going to pray just hold this invitation in your hand because this could be your opportunity to invite someone to come with you to Alpha Father we thank you, we've heard stories today about how your outrageous love reaches to us. Thank you that no one is too distant from you. No one is too messed up for you not to embrace them. Thank you that however far we wander away from you, you are so willing to welcome us back. And Father, we pray now for these invitations that are in our hands. Father, would you please guide us by your spirit, lead us to individuals that you want us to invite, whether it's colleagues and friends, people who are currently far away from you but we know Father that you love them you care for them and you want to draw them close so Father we pray now for courage give us courage personally, individually and together to invite people to befriend people to come alongside people and draw them to your wonderful heart in Jesus name Amen That's it, folks. If you um, did pray that prayer in your hearts and you want to chat to someone about it, chat with the friend that came with you, 
or come and chat to me. I'd be really pleased to um, see you. And then also, please, just come and let me know. Who are you inviting? Who's wanting to come to Alpha? It'll be really cool. Um, I'll, I'll hang around on the front here. We've got um, refreshments out here, um, so please stick around. Um, and then it's lovely and sunny as well. So enjoy the rest of your day. Have a good one.